If you've heard this sound, you might already know what I'm going to talk about today. And if you haven't, you're in the right place. I mean, you're in the right place anyway, but let's just get into it. Hi, my name is Aditi and I'm going to talk about F1 today. This episode is divided into six questions. Firstly, what is F1? Secondly, why is it so popular? Then, how does the grace work? Fourth, how does the scoring work? Fifth, how does the car work? And sixth, how much does it all cost? So, here's me talking about F1 on this podcast that you're currently listening. It's called The Plain Chick. What is F1, right? F1 is Formula 1 and Formula 1 is the highest form of motorsport where 10 teams, each of two drivers, race in 23 circuits of 21 countries for the F1 Drivers and Constructors Championship. It was founded in 1950 and the first race was held at the Silverstone Circuit in the United Kingdom. It was sanctioned by FIA, the governing body of most of the motorsports. So what makes F1 so fascinating and so different from other sports around the world? Let's find out in this podcast. Now that you know what it is, it's time to know why is it so popular. We know that every country has its own sport. India has its cricket, United Kingdom has its football, United States of America has its basketball, etc, etc. People can be really rigid when it comes to their favorite sport. And for Formula 1 to generate this recent fan base, it is really something awesome. Now brace yourself because I'm going to open my book and throw some numbers at you. In the USA, 5,48,000 people watched F1 in 2019 and 9,34,000 people watched in 2021, which is about 55% of the growth and looks like cricket is losing its control over India as 3 crore 10 lakh people watched F1 in 2020 in India and the numbers are growing ever since. Indian fans are also hoping, I don't know if they are, but they're also hoping that Indian Grand Prix comes back to India as it was from 2011 to 2013. Three consecutive years of Indian Grand Prix in Buddha International Circuit. We don't know if it's coming back. Um, we shall know in the future. Anyways, um, what is the demographic? Who are these people watching F1? Right? So, to know this demographic, which is very complicated, hear me out. Um, an average Indian or say global F1 viewer is about 32 years old, okay? But recently F1 has targeted the Gen Z 
which has been pushing the age group lower and everyone knows that no it knows that most of its viewers are from the gen z area which is about age 18 to 29 right now why how does it know all this it is because about 43% of people under the age group of 18 to 29 has traded or invested in crypto and crypto is a sponsor of f1 so now you can connect the dots right um let's also talk about the male versus the female viewership um f1 was told to be men's sport but you can see females are getting into it too like me the um it has grown from 10% to 18.3% and will be doubling itself in 4 years doubling itself which means it is growing and how is it growing let me tell you firstly f1 is very interesting in terms of being a sport because it consists of individual drivers and teams or say car constructors so car constructors and individual drivers have their own individual championships so while these races are being conducted the individual drivers are racing to become the champion of the winner of that championship or win so whoever wins most points is the winner of that season whereas for the constructors whoever builds a better car more efficient car wins the constructors um championship so it's like this dual game where there is tons of behind the scenes drama and as human beings we love drama and that's why that drama is one of the key points of holding of maintaining this viewership because people really want to know what's happening every day and since these rules are always changing these cars are always changing the demographics the numbers are always changing people become more and more interested in knowing what is going to happen it gives them that kick it gives them that thrill okay one more thing that adds to this huge popularity is that f1 is a dangerous sport and that adds to the popularity of course a lot of sports are dangerous of course a lot of sports are dangerous but f1 feels a little bit extra it gives that extra kick extra thrill to it and now that we're talking about the popularity netflix always plays a major role it always has a role in thinking something anything popular especially for the age group of 18 to 29 which f1 is currently targeting um for example netflix big uh made that dahmer story very popular right so this is how it made f1 also popular this documentary called drive versus sorry not drive versus sorry sorry so this documentary drive to survive added to the already growing fame besides this f1's social media presence has grown tremendously and who is a social media watcher viewer user 
other than the Gen Z, which is from 18 to 29. So now you know why all your friends and people around you are talking about F1, the cars, Ferrari, and Mercedes, and Red Bull, and why so many girls suddenly have a crush on Charles Leclerc. He's good-looking, though. He's really good-looking. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the next segment. In this segment, we are going to find out how does the race work. So a race takes place on Fridays to Sundays. There are three one-hour practice sessions, two on Fridays and one on Saturday morning. Then one hour of qualifying split into three sessions takes place on Saturday afternoon that forms the starting grid for race on Sunday. This race is the main event on the weekend. The drivers race each other around the circuit for 305 kilometers. Everyone here talks about strategies. So strategy is about pit stops and fuel management. These are like small rolls and big impact. But first, let's talk about how the qualifying works, okay? As I said earlier, qualifying is used to decide grid positions for the main race on Sunday. So this qualifying session is split into three parts, Q1, Q2 and Q3. In Q1, all drivers take the fastest lap time possible in 18 minutes. Slowest five are dropped who will start the race from their finishing positions. Q2 repeats the same steps but with 15 drivers in 15 minutes. Top 10 from Q2 go to Q3 where they fight for the pole position in a 12-minute session where the fastest gets the pole position. Now, what are tyres and pit stop rules? Okay, so Pirelli supplies the tyres and produces three compounds of tires that are softs, mediums and hards. Softs are the quickest tires but they wear off too fast. That is why they are used in the qualifying laps where they have to be the fastest, right? Whereas the hards are the slowest but they have higher durability. They are used for dry conditions whereas intermediates and wets are used for wet conditions. During a dry race, everyone must use two different compounds. If it rains, they are permitted to use any compound. During one race, the team must make at least one pit stop to change tires where 23 mechanics all work on the car change tires or any other changes generally in under three seconds that is how thrilling it gets how many pit stops will a team use in up to is up to them okay how many ever they want um which they use practice sessions okay now the strategies come into play because they use these practice sessions to understand the tires and the levels of degradation. 
teams run race simulations over the three sessions to finalize one strategy. Now you get what strategy is. Now you get how the race works, right? Congratulations, you're halfway there. In this segment, we are going to find out how does the race work. So a race takes place on Fridays to Sundays. There are three one-hour practice sessions, two on Fridays and one on Saturday morning. Then one hour of qualifying split into three sessions takes place on Saturday afternoon that forms the starting grid for race on Sunday. This race is the main event on the weekend. The drivers race each other around the circuit for 305 kilometers. Everyone here talks about strategies. So strategy is about pit stops and fuel management. These are like small roles and big impact. But first, let's talk about how the qualifying works, okay? As I said earlier, qualifying is used to decide grid positions for the main race on Sunday. So this qualifying session is split into three parts, Q1, Q2 and Q3. In Q1, all drivers take the fastest lap time possible in 18 minutes. Slowest five are dropped who will start the race from their finishing positions. Q2 repeats the same steps but with 15 drivers in 15 minutes. Top 10 from Q2 go to Q3 where they fight for the pole position in a 12-minute session where the fastest gets the pole position. Now, what are tyres and pit stop rules? Okay, so Pirelli supplies the tyres and produces three compounds of tires that are softs, mediums and hards. Softs are the quickest tires but they wear off too fast. That is why they are used in the qualifying laps where they have to be the fastest, right? Whereas the hards are the slowest but they have higher durability. They are used for dry conditions whereas intermediates and wets are used for wet conditions. During a dry race, everyone must use two different compounds. If it rains, they are permitted to use any compound. During one race, the team must make at least one pit stop to change tires where 23 mechanics all work on the car change tires or any other changes generally in under three seconds that is how thrilling it gets how many pit stops will a team use in up to is up to them okay how many ever they want um which they use practice sessions okay now the strategies come into play because they use these practice sessions to understand the tires and the levels of degradation. Teams run race simulations over the three sessions to finalize one strategy. Now you get what strategy is. Now you get how the race works, right? 
congratulations you're halfway there now a very very interesting question how does the car work the car is divided into five parts the front wing the rear wing the side pods the diffuser and the suspension these cars are made according to the formula in a sense rules and regulations set by the governing body they are specifically made for the races they are very lightweight and very compact if you have seen an f1 car you know what i'm talking about i just opened my book so brace yourself because i'm going to throw some science at you these cars are made like airplanes they are supposed to move as quickly as possible through the air the difference is that the airplane design helps to keep it up like float in air whereas an f1 car's design helps to keep it down say float on the ground because not only the speed of the car but also the control over the car matters which clearly requires firm grip on the ground in this car the design helps the air to create pressure around it now visualize an f1 car and see what i'm about to tell you so when i say it helps the air to create pressure around it i mean as some air goes above the car creating high pressure area and some of the air goes below the car creating low pressure area right now this pressure dynamic helps the car to stay fit on the ground and not lose the control and go round and round wherever it wants because if this pressure does not fit properly your car may be little more dangerous not little a lot more dangerous than it is currently um there is also the drs drag reduction system which helps the driver release air um lessening the downward pressure and allowing them to move faster now you may have heard drs on the radio the f1 radio if you have watched it and if you haven't look for it when you watch uh let's move on to the last segment of this podcast does it cost pesa well firstly the drivers get paid around 50 million dollars per year the annual running cost for a team is about 145 dollars and where do they get so much money from ecr from sponsorships and investments but more importantly how much is their revenue what do they profit from this um well it isn't revealed anywhere but the speculations and estimations have found that they don't earn much profit from this it is next to negligible then why this 
these races are more importantly done for marketing purposes it is all advertising advertising and advertising because f1 is getting so popular um these cars are racing for the popularity of their brand of their brand value their cars and promote themselves so that we buy them so that the value of a racing car the imagination of you know having it for ourselves becomes a plus point for their marketing whatever i just added that last point at the end uh, anyways i'll see you in the next podcast i am done for today this is how much you had to know to watch a game i mean you didn't have to know a lot of these information you could have just watched it and you would have known what happens um yeah that is all now let me go get some bath and rest because barbi to ho gayi meri chalo bye